it's the NBA offseason still, but now we know what the Suns' schedule looks like. We know what DeAndre Ayton looks like in a Team Bahamas jersey. He looks like a winner. We got the FIBA World Cup coming up starting on uh, Saturday. Lots to talk about in the basketball world with our basketball guru from Arizona Sports. Our own Kellen Olson joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Kellen, good morning. How are you? Hey, guys. It's great to be talking about basketball in August. Sure, why not? It hey. is. Any month, KO. Any month. Normally, you, I love it. You, you get that push where you're on the air every single day, several segments a day, talking about free agency and trade possibilities. We can just actually talk about off-season basketball. It's kind of nice. I love it. I'm sure you watched a lot of the pre-qualifying tournament with uh, Team Bahamas, DeAndre Aiden, Eric Gordon. Um, they took care of business. They they advanced to qualifying next summer with a chance to get an Olympic berth. But I, I'd love to get your perspective because there was so much you know disagreement, as there always is around DeAndre Aiden. It's either, wow, he looks good, or, whoa, he's playing against plumbers and accountants. Uh, what did you see that stood <laughs> out from you during his performance for the Bahamas? Why not both, right? Uh, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, it, he, he was good. I, I thought that he played really well. And he, he, not that he had to necessarily, but he was in a position to dominate just because of the lack of competition. And it's going to be really interesting to see the Bahamas play next July because that's when some of the more legitimate uh, competition is going to be out there. And then certainly if they make the Olympics, that's where it's going to be as well. But with that in mind, it was just really cool to see DeAndre in a different situation and to see how he would adapt and how he would play. Just like we were talking about for Devin Booker with the Olympics, just like we're talking about with any Suns player like Eric Gordon, for example, to see them in a different environment and see how they adapt as a basketball player. And I thought DeAndre did really well. I thought that that first game against Argentina, I wrote a story on ArizonaSports.com and broke down the tape of his defensive play, I thought that he was superb and just looked like that type of defensive center that Frank Vogel is probably drooling about, just like thinking about the possibilities and seeing what he can get, he can be capable of. Yes, I understand the level of competition that Team Argentina has includes a 40-year-old Carlos Delfino who hasn't played in the NBA since 2013. Like, I understand these are some of the, uh, comp- that's some of the competition that he's playing against. But with that being said, the level of like focus and effort and engagement that he was playing with is some of the consistency that he's going to need to find. And I don't care if he finds it against nine year olds at uh, playing in a YMCA league. Like, if he finds it, it's, it's important. And I think that confidence and consistency are the two things for him that I wrote about and that he needs to continue to find because that's the thing for young players or players in their mid 20s even that they need to find to unlock that next year of, uh, of being someone who reaches their potential. And that's, of course, what we're waiting for with DeAndre. Yeah, Kellen, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm looking for stuff, uh, positives, but, you know, one of the things I talked about yesterday was, you know, DA kind of bounced high schools around a little bit. He had one year of U of A at U of A where they had some seniors on that team, so he wasn't really in a leadership role. And then, of course, you get to the NBA and you play with Devin Booker and Chris Paul. You know, you're not going to be a natural leader in that situation. I, I think in this Bahamian team, uh, he was kind of thrust into a natural leadership role and by the looks of things he embraced it and he excelled in that and that was an opportunity for him and he met the challenge and I thought that was very encouraging uh, because if DA can kind of exert that that those leadership qualities I think that could serve him well uh, heading into this portion of his of his uh, NBA career now as he embarks in kind of this this new big four uh, with with the Phoenix Suns did you see some of that or again am I am I maybe looking for something looking for positives a little too 
too deeply. No, it was a positive for sure. I, I thought that it was just really cool that FIBA allowed this access where the uh, – the timeouts were just fully mic'd up, so we saw DeAndre and Buddy Heal just like cursing and, and being really <laughs> graphic in a way that we're not used to seeing, right, with the la- that level of access. Like, we're getting to see what the, the designed play is before the timeout, so they have this really cool level of access that we're not used to. Uh, DeAndre is, is vocal for the most part around the team, I would say that, and it's part of his role. I remember... Gosh, back in like 2019, 2020, I want to say the first camp for uh, Monty Williams and Flagstaff, so that would have been 2019. I remember them talking about how we're seeing DeAndre speak up more as, as an anchor and being vocal more as a leader, and that's something he's going to have to be as the guy who anchors the defense. And so that's something that DeAndre's been working on for a while now. But to your point, it is really cool to see how he is developed that part of his his game and just like him as like a person, I guess, as a basketball player and then being more vocal and then being able to be at the point now where he can naturally do it in a situation like that where there were tremendous stakes. Like I haven't mentioned that yet. Like the Bahamas, they've never made the Olympics. They've never even made the World Cup. That was the biggest one in the history of their basketball program. And for him to be uh, a star in it was a really cool moment to see for him. Kellen Olson for Arizona Sports, our guest here on the Arizona Sports line. Um, in terms of how this all applies when, when DA gets back to the Phoenix Suns, one of the things that I'm fascinated to see early on this season, I will never speak ill of Monty Williams or Chris Paul for what they did for the Phoenix Suns organization. They elevated it in a lot of ways and made that a championship uh, championship basketball team, uh, at least championship caliber basketball team. But Monty Williams, we know the, the well-chronicled uh, you know, headbutting with, with DeAndre Ayton over the last year and a half at least. Chris Paul's reputation is you know, he's got a shelf life because he, he can wear some teammates out. I'm wondering what you think their absence, their moving on, will do to maybe the freeing of DeAndre Ayton in terms of his psyche this season, Kellen. I got to be honest, Vince, I haven't thought about it at all, and this is the first time that I'm going to be thinking about it. I I know that that's a pretty surprising answer, but the bottom line with DeAndre is I think it comes down to him more than any other external factors, and I think that that's always been the case ever since we go back. I mean, I remember being on your guys' show when Chris Paul got traded, and one of the questions you guys asked me was, is Chris Paul going to be the guy that helps kind of untap what we've seen in DeAndre? And look at what he did with DeAndre Jordan. Look at what he did with this and that. And like now we're doing that with Frank Vogel. Look at what he did with Roy Hoover. Look at what he did with Anthony Davis. And I'm not saying this in a way to like disparage DeAndre and be like, he's not going to do it this time. I'm just saying this is a pattern that we follow with him, and it's just going to come down to him more than anyone else. I think that it's, it's a common thing to look around at the other factors when I think it just more so comes down to him, and that's what it's kind of always uh, been ever, ever since he got drafted, right? Like uh, uh, Tim mentioned just how far back it goes. Like We were having these talks back in the 2017-18 season when it looked like the Suns were going to be maybe the worst team in the league. They indeed were. They got the number one pick. We were talking about Luca or DeAndre and we were talking about like what are the weaknesses in each of these guys' games and like these kinds of things came up with DeAndre that we're still talking about right now. So I again I just come back to how it comes down to him and, and again to bring up the Bahamas tournament, you just saw the way that he played offensively and defensively. Again the key word I'm using here is confidence. Like he the way that he played, how free that he played, is he going to be more confident now that those two guys are around? If he is then that's great, and that is a positive, and it, it is something worth bringing up. But I, I just can't say with certainty based on how long we've been doing this whole spiel. Gotcha. Kellen, haven't talked to you here on the show since the schedule was released. Anything jump out uh, at you uh, with the way the schedule lays out? Any dates popping out that kind of 
get your blood pumping here early in August? Yeah, why not start with opening night, right? I think that the intrigue around Chris Paul and the Golden State Warriors, I think we all just assume based on the basketball fit itself that Chris is going to come off the bench. But I remember when Chris was struggling and Suns fans were kind of saying, like, oh, they've got it rolling. Like, maybe Chris will come off the bench. And I was like, guys, Chris Paul is never coming off the bench ever. It's just (laughs) never going to happen. So to think that it'll just happen on the team naturally, I don't know. But then again, like, are they going to bench Kevon Looney, who's been integral to what they do? They're certainly not going to have play or maybe Draymond comes off the bench after he did so in the playoffs. Like, I, I, I don't know. But to, to look at it from the Suns' perspective, I think on both ends of the court, this is a really fascinating matchup because I just don't know how teams are going to guard the Suns. I don't know. But with that being said, the Warriors have a pretty ideal uh, – threesome to throw against the big three of the Suns. They have Draymond Green and they have Andrew Wiggins, who are two absolutely outstanding defenders, and I think Clay has lost a couple steps on that end, but he can still compete for sure. And then as a team defense, of course, they're one of the best in the league every year when they've got everything fully cooking. And then on the other end of the court, I think the number one question we have with who will be the fifth starter, it's like, okay, well, who's going to guard Steph Curry on opening night? Because if if Kade Bates-Diop is starting, which I think could be a real possibility, is he, with all with the amount of size there that he has, is he going to be the guy guarding Steph Curry? Is it going to be Bradley Beal or Devin Booker? I think that there's just a lot of two-way stuff that we're going to figure out right away with this team and just see how it looks. Real quick before we let you go, Kellen, appreciate your time. 30 seconds or less. FIBA World Cup starting up on Saturday. Team USA, obviously a very strong team. Do they win it? And if they don't, who is the team that you have your eye on to win it? I, I do think that they are going to win it. I think that they're figuring out a lot right now. I think the Tyrese Halliburton, Austin Reeves factor was really huge in that last game against Germany. Uh, I don't have another team that I'm looking at to win it, but keep an eye on Japan. Yuta Watanabe is going to be playing for Japan. He's one of their most important players, if not their most important player. It's kind of another look like we got with Shimezu Metsu, like with DeAndre, to see them uh, in a different element, see how they'll look ahead of a new look in the Suns jersey this year. Sounds good. Callan, thanks for the time, as always. We appreciate it, man.